Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Allie's off the block. The smelliest of all available defensemen, John, is no longer available for Steve Eiserman. Oh, man. I liked this guy, not just for the Red Wings, but for you. I felt like this was a guy that could take your hockey fandom to the next level. Chris Tanev traded from Calgary last night to Dallas. Second round pick was the, you know, the, the main piece in the trade. Chris Tanev, seven total teeth, give or take. He is a gritty playoff hockey player. Second in the NHL in block shots. He is a warrior. He's a great addition if you need a little bit of grit going to the postseason. It felt like that's the exact thing we've been talking about for the Red Wings. No issue scoring goals. Might want a little extra padding on the defense, especially on the right side. Chris Tanev goes to the Dallas Stars. John, second round pick. That's all it took. He didn't have to give up a first. Yeah. He is a rental, but it felt like a move Iserman could sh- make, could have and should have made. Yeah. Well, I mean you're still eight days away from the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Is is Iserman right now, we, we we talk about, you know, obviously not, I don't think he'd be a seller at this time. I would hope he's not a seller at this time. Mm-hmm. Is he a guy that's going to sit there and say, ah, we're good. I, I don't necessarily know that. I think maybe the details or, or working out deals may on the surface look like yeah they stand pat because nobody's willing to make the deal or he's not willing to get the deal um, that he wants um, and not willing to give up more. But is he going to be a guy that is willing to go get a rental? Is he a guy right now? Are they in a position where they are just looking for if the right deal presents itself, we'll do it, but we don't want to do it for a rental. We want to do it for a guy that's going to be here for at least another year or maybe two. I think the, longer. M- the more they win, the more open to a rental you have to be, right? I mean, if, if you feel like they're the hottest team in hockey, if you feel like they're a okay, key but piece is, away is that, from... Is cha- that a go-for-it-now, go-for-the-Stanley-Cup deal? John, or they, they is have, it we could continue to build for next year? They have a ton of prospects. They have a ton of picks. They're not all going to pan out. Flipping a second... To yeah. get a player who plays in your top four on defense that takes you from a, maybe a dangerous team that could win in round one to a team that all of a sudden has the requisite grit to get through more seven-game series and make a push. The more they win, the more legitimate they become, the more you have to be open to these kind of trades. And you're right, Iserman's pragmatic. Maybe he only wants guys who are either long-term extension pieces yeah. or even cheaper than this, band-aids. Like if he could throw a third or a fourth for one of these dudes, 
maybe he'd be open to it. But I looked at that and saw a trade that I wanted the Red Wings to make. Yep. A second-round pick for a team that could go on a postseason run if they had just a little more grit on defense. 248-539-9797. It's part of our big move index discussion today. You know, the Red Wings, I think they're a team that can win in the first round of the playoffs as is. And I use the Seattle Kraken as the comparison. Last year, they had 13 players score 10 or more goals. Sounds a lot like the Wings, a deep team that kind of has three or four lines that you can throw at people. They got in as a wild card. They beat the defending champion Colorado Avalanche. They took Dallas to a seven-game series the next round. And I think the Wings have more star power than Seattle. They're looking every bit as deep as Seattle. They got a better goalie by the numbers than Seattle did. Could you tell me this team can win a series, challenge in the second, add a piece, and potentially be in the Eastern Conference Final? Depending on how the deadline is treated, I I do see that. I don't know if they're going to make the big move that we've talked about in this big move index or bold move index. Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing is, you know, is that the cap, Eastern Conference Finals? Which is, trust me, that's not a bad cap. I think once you're there, I mean, it's hockey. It's more yeah. open than any other sport. You're a cup contender if you add the right piece on defense, I believe. Yeah, and I just, I'm not sure that I believe, even though they have great depth, they can score from anywhere, from anyone, and it doesn't matter which line is out there. They're just simply trying to figure out, they're basically going through the the timeline of, hey, we score in the 33, first 33 seconds, it's the first line. <laughs> Uh, if it's if it's in the second two minutes, it's the second line. Like that's where you're just kind of waiting for the clock to go off. But I don't know that they are built at this point to make a Stanley Cup run. And are you willing to sacrifice? And again, a second rounder. All right, fine. But are you willing to 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 start losing some of that war chest on a guy that's that's simply a rental. You, hey, he's 34 only, years old, one year left. Not only do you, is, he, is his contract going to be up, but you don't want him back. Yeah, I, and who knows? He may stay in Dallas beyond this season, yeah. but the trade itself is a rental. There's no extension in place. He's 34 years old. Yeah. He goes to Dallas in, instead of Detroit. Second round pick, just so we're on the same page, because everybody's football mode and second rounders can play and start right away. Iserman has navigated five drafts. He has zero players on the current team that he drafted outside of the first round on it. Mm-hmm. I think he's only had one player outside of the first round even make the roster. It was Elmer Soderblom at the start of last season. Hockey draft picks take a long time to develop. Yes. There's a lot of opportunities to not make it along the way. And an individual pick outside of the first round for a team in the playoffs this was it would not have been a reckless move. In fact, the, the Tanev move is being celebrated by a lot of people for Dallas. This Dallas is a team that's been in the playoffs a few years and wants to get over the hump. This was a trade the Red Wings could have justified to me. 248-539-9797. But the bigger conversation is the big moves we want our teams to make here. Because yeah. the Wings will have discussions between now and next Friday. The Tigers, a lot of people see this J.D. Martinez thing looming. Would he make sense? A bat for a team trying to win the division, a winnable AL Central. And then there's the obvious. Guys, football. Lions are close to a Super Bowl. Our question was, who is at the top of the bold move index in Detroit right now? The team that you most want to do something, and what is the move you want to see them make? 248-539-9797. So I'm going to adjust mine just a little bit. I'm going to include another one because you, you really triggered me with the whole second round. In hockey, what will second round pick will get you? Um, and that's a defenseman, Tanev, for uh, you know the rest of the season. 
in the NFL, what a second round pick will give you for giving it up could be a number one cover corner. Now you're going to have to pay that cover corner, but if Legereus Sneed, the asking price, most likely when you look around the NFL and you see from, you know, when you hear from former GMs, you hear the scuttle that they're looking for a second round pick for Legereus Sneed. And then you're going to have to get Legereus Sneed to agree to a contract to consummate the trade. Sure. If he goes for a second round pick and five years, let's just say $100 million or anything under that, I'll be upset that the Lions aren't in on that. I think they could get that done. If he goes for anything over that, if, say somebody gives up a first round pick. All right, I'm out. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, if if they if they say it's uh, maybe it's seven year contract, and it's you know guaranteed hundred billion dollars, but it's going to be for instead of the twenty million dollars a year, it's twenty three million dollars a year. Somebody is going to overpay. That again, I'm out. I, I, that's not what I'm looking for. I think the value is there, and and it's market price will be market price. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to pay something more. You know, at at times, but if it's a second round pick, five years, hundred million dollars, anything less than that, or at that, I think the Lions should be in on it. If it's over that, I'm okay if they're out. That's the, one of the big moves that I would like to see them make a bold move on this BMI um, scale here. The other one is Daniel Hunter. You don't have to work a trade. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about a franchise tag coming down at the last moment before free agency starts. Free agency for the NFL tampering period will start March 11. You can finally put pen to paper on March 13 at 4 p.m. When that happens, I think Daniil Hunter could be a Detroit Lion and be a guy that you go out there and it's, I don't know, what do you pay him, three years, four years? He's 29 I'd be good with a three-year contract. I'd be fine with a four-year contract, too. That's somewhere in the area of $22 million a year. And you have the money to do it. I was going to say, adds, sitting on it. Yeah, he adds to your, obviously, your pass rush. And you don't have to then spend, you don't have to go get a number one cover corner because you've just taken care of the, the, the clock. The clock is going to go off a heck of a lot sooner on opposing quarterbacks because you got Hutch, Aleem McNeil, and uh, uh, Daniil Hunter getting after him. Hunter will be available. They do have the space. It is a position of need. They're the closest to a championship. Mm-hmm. That's my answer to who and who. Which team and which player. It's the Lions and Daniil Hunter. I think there's a case for the Wings to pursue some defensemen still. We can talk about that. Of course, the Tigers would probably be third for me, and the Pistons are technically a Detroit sports team, so they would be fourth. Listen this hour for your chance to win a pair of tickets to Bill Burr Live, Little Caesars Arena, March 10th. It's courtesy of Live Nation. Here's how you win. When you hear John Jansen say, quote, really, guys, quote, he's been able to fill that hole. When you hear that drop, call in your chance to win the tickets. Tickets on sale, Ticketmaster.com and LiveNation.com. It's 97.1. Hey, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet just simply wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, and you can build your own, or you could choose from some of those that are already pre-built from you in their award-winning app. 
exclusive player props, and so much more. All you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash Jansen and shoot your shot. That's FanDuel.com slash Jansen. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA and 97 won the ticket. Must be 21 or over in present Michigan. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, coming up at 9.35, John Jansen does not know what the word binging means, but will tell you the show that he's been Mm. watching. And I got a confession. I haven't even seen it. And I think if I admit it, I might get kicked off my podcast. I'm just saying. Oh, really? We'll get to it. 935. He's probably not listening. Anyway, we mentioned the Red Wings. One of the teams that could use a big move. A trade made last night. Chris Tanev goes to the Dallas Stars. Top four pair defenseman. Top top four defenseman. Top two pair defenseman. He's a rental. Second round pick. I think it's justifiable given where the Red Wings are right now. We'll see if Iserman shifts focus heading into Friday. In terms of other names, if they want Band-Aids or rentals, Matt Dumba on the Coyotes, one year, right shot defenseman, got a little sandpaper in his game. If they want to go bold, bold move index, Calgary has started their fire sale. Noah Hannafin is a left side defenseman, a top pair defenseman, power play and penalty kill, 27 years old. You trade for him and extend him, but now we're talking about giving up first, second, prospects, that's the bold move. Call up Edvinson. You got your left side set for a long time. That would be one way if the Red Wings want to really push for it. But we've asked you guys, who's at the top of the bold move index, the BMI, the team in Detroit, and the move that that team needs to make. Let's go to Derek. You're on 97.1. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Derek? So it's got to be the Lions. They just went to the NFC Championship. So they're on the cusp of, mm-hmm. of greatness. But it's got to be an internal bold move. It can't be an external bold move. It can't be luxurious need because he's going to A, cost a draft pick because they're going to tag and trade him if they're going to get rid of him. And then it can't be a Daniil Hunter because those guys are going to cost a lot of money. And we got a lot of big-time players to be paying. you got Sewell up for a contract. They're probably going to do his fifth-year uh, option. So they might hold off on him for a year. So you're going to pay him. you got to plan on paying him next year. you got to obviously pay St. Brown, Owen McNeil, Hutch down the road. So that's a lot of high dollar cap players that you got to account for in the future. So if you sign a Legereus Need or Daniel Hunter, you know, that's, that's dollars that you're taking away from our core, our nucleus. And I think Derek, not necessarily. 
Not necessarily. Well, and, and, and I and listen, I if someone is a capologist and I'm missing something, please let me know. But Derek, I look at it like this. They got 50 million to spend this offseason. Uh, a golf extension is is due. A St. Brown extension would make sense. They could technically extend Panay Sewell and Aleem McNeil if they wanted. None of those deals would have to start this season. You could spread the bonus money around. Yeah. Maybe there's a little bit of a bump there, but there would still be enough to add a quality free agent. Now, I know your concern is, well, what about two, three, four years down the road? The cap's going up. You have the money now, and the cap's going to go up. You can stay ahead of this. You can restructure guys. It doesn't have to be we kept our own and there's no money left over. There will still be money left over to add to the 2024 Detroit Lions to chase the Super Bowl. And I think not spending it on a premium player, not chasing that Super Bowl would be a mistake. Well, I think, I mean, I get what you're saying, but the cap's going up $30 million. But I think what that's going to do is it's going to drive up the, 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 the upper class, the middle class, the lower class saying that, you know, you're, you're low down. It's going to make your Jared Goff the quarterbacks, instead of getting $50 million, it's going to go up to $55 million annual, average annual value, uh, average there. So I think that the cap going up considerably isn't going to allow for us to maybe sign more players. It's going to drive up the price the players are asking for. Um, I would love to get a Legereus need, but he's going to command, you know, $20, 25000000 million, and you can spread that hit out, but you don't want to get into the, the New Orleans Derek- Saints. But situation here's where you're kicking the can they, down they the bring road. back most of their starters from last year. You don't yeah. need like give themselves credit. They've built up depth and quality starters. Now is when you accent it with a key piece in free agency, not a bunch of depth guys. You've you've drafted well. Give yourself credit. You have a great deal of depth. Now yeah. is when you get the piece to put you over the top. And extending Amon Ross St. Brown, okay, that probably cost you more this year than he was going to make. That number goes up for him. But for uh, Jared Goff, you redo his contract and extend him another three years, four years, whatever you want to do, that number for this year goes down. So you increase your cap. And then all of a sudden next year, okay, next year, Penny Sewell, you redo his contract, but you don't have to do that this year. The year after that, it's Hutch. The year after that, it's Laporta and Branch and Gibbs if you're going to do Gibbs and, or, or Jack Campbell. Like, this is that window before you start having to pay your own guys. Amon Ross St. Brown and Aline McNeil are both right now. There's plenty of, of room to do Amon Ross St. Brown. And Aline McNeil, to me, is not a guy that's going to break the bank. So you have a window now of if you're going to offer three years to, to whoever it is, mm-hmm. Daniel Hunter, mm-hmm. Legereus Sneed, and I'm, I already said I'd, I'd do a five-year, $100 million deal. Yeah, but those aren't fully, so it's, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. so you can get out. Anyway, that's where... You have this tiny window right now <laughs> where you have set yourself up because you took over a roster that was horrific and you, there was nobody that you inherited in 2021 that you want to pay big money to. This ticket texture, I wish I could just give him a big warm hug. Why are people so worried about the cap in future years? Good teams will figure it out down the road. You have the money now. Compete yep. now. Thank you. Thank you couple more we said the same thing about the lions when they didn't make a move at the deadline and they went to the nfc championship game there's a lot that happens in a locker room than we know about i'm fine that the red wings aren't necessarily going to make a big move at the deadline either well it goes both ways lions make the nfc title game but we're left wondering well what if you had made a move could you have gone even further so it does go both ways ticket texture says my bmi move go get jd martinez and trevor bauer win the division bubba in novi 
And one more, Stevie signed several players to one-year deals, so that's not the issue. Talking about whether or not you trade right. for a rental at the deadline. I think if he believes it makes a difference, if it if it elevates them from a first-round team to a second-round team or elevates them from a team that's dangerous to a cup contender, I do think you have to be open to rentals if you are vaulted into that cup contender status. Let's get to Heather with the news. A Kansas City Chiefs super fan known as Chiefs Aholic online oh, pleaded guilty this, this week guy. to charges of money laundering and bank robberies. This guy's 29 years old. He admitted to committing 11 bank robberies across seven states huh. in 2022. And then just so he could pay for his season tickets. Well, no. Well, maybe. Maybe daycare too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he would launder the money through casinos and online gambling. Oh. Yes. So here's his lawyer. His lawyer's name is uh, Matthew Merriman. He made a statement on the courthouse stairs about his Sounds client. Sounds like a happy guy. <laughs> yep. Who's supporting him? He broke the law. Like, and then who is this tool of an attorney? <laughs> Where'd they find him? Oh, my goodness. So, Just make it stop. Yeah. Yes. Sounds like he was trying to audition for a really cheesy movie. I, what? Weird. As long as there's seconds on the clock, he's going to play to the final (laughs) whistle. Exactly. A Michigan woman is facing charges after she tricked an elderly woman and then stole all her money. Yes, this woman was arraigned on three felony counts, including embezzlement, after she convinced this dying woman to sign a will, leaving her everything. So this woman was appointed guardian of the victim just a week before she died and was able to convince her to turn over everything to her so she's facing lots of charges as she should hey comedian richard lewis passed away on tuesday night after suffering a heart attack he was 76 years old he is best known for his appearances on curb your enthusiasm Um, in addition to that though he had a great stand-up career and he also co-starred on the sitcom anything but love that was alongside jamie lee curtis in the 80s and the 90s and larry david obviously known (laughs) Curb your enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. He was lifelong friends with this guy. He released a statement saying, quote, Richard and I were born three days apart in the same hospital. And for most of my life, he's been like a brother to me. He had a rare combination of being the funniest person and also the sweetest. But today he made me sob. And for that, I'll never forgive him. <laughs> and then Jamie Lee Curtis also paid tribute to him on Instagram and basically said that he is the reason she is sober. I know I saw a lot of people paying tribute to him on yeah. social media as well. Have you guys heard Beyonce's song, Texas Hold'em? I it is, have. It is the number one song in the entire country right now. Not yeah. just on the country charts, but all over. John, you don't sound like you like I it don't. a whole lot. You don't? You don't like it? No, I don't like it. Oh, I like it a lot. Do you like it? Have I, you I've heard, heard it? I've heard some of it, yeah. Well, um, people are now saying, though, maybe... Maybe she ripped the song off from something else. Millennials out there have figured out that the song sounds a lot like the theme song from one of their favorite animated shows, Franklin. I don't really? know that one either. Do you the, know the, the turtle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the the turtle. I'm the millennial in the room. It's a turtle. It's a turtle, and I'm I'm an older millennial. Older millennials. I, I know Franklin. Uh, my daughter has watched some of them now, but anyway, the guy who wrote Franklin is even saying yes. There is a similar feel between the two. So here's a little bit of both back to back. This is Franklin. No, that's Beyonce. Yeah, sound a lot like Franklin. I thought they were going to be closer. They, they're they're not. They're not. The guy mad who wrote the franklin song i mean he's saying no that's beyonce's song good luck to her that's amazing i'm glad but but there's a lot of millennials out there that are saying huh it reminds us of franklin the turtle okay you know i can hear it 
John's That's all silent. we get is a wow from you. <laughs> John doesn't like either. Uh, I don't know Franklin the Turtle. Um, Teddy would like it. Yeah, he might. He might would. have to turn him on to that one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Then, but then I'm going to hear Beyonce, yeah. so maybe not. <laughs> all right. What is John Jansen binging? And what is this show that I will admit I have not seen? It is it is great shame. It's 97.1. If you missed any of the Brad Holmes discussion on free passes and accountability, Odyssey app, Odyssey Rewind, go back, should be podcasted later. Last night, no Red Wings, no Pistons, no Michigan, no Michigan State. A night to catch up on some shows or to binge shows. But John, I don't know if you you use that word correctly. Well, I know everybody's going to probably get after me because uh, binging at this time of my life means absolutely something different when we're talking about TV shows because I'm not going to have a full Saturday, Sunday, or even a weeknight to watch multiple episodes and go from show to show to show uh, in, in, in a series. My binging is I'm going to watch, and, and this is the one that I have picked up. My wife suggested it to me. I was looking for a wanted to have a mobster movie or mobster show. The Sopranos. Never watched it. And so now I've started it, and I'm in the first season. I'm about four to five weeks in, and I'm on episode four. <laughs> so binging to me is, well. well, it's going great. Actually, because if I sit down, it's what I choose. So that that's the binge for me. It's, that he's it's watching my the choice. Same show yeah, I'm watching over the same show over. over. Yeah, not the same show, but not, I'm watching it. I'm, I'm watching it in 15 or 20 minute segments. But you're always choosing to watch Sopranos. Sopranos. Yes. So that's your yes. form of binging. You're not watching it in rapid fire. No, not all in on succession. Right. Yeah. Yes, which I would love to do. It just doesn't. Op- the opportunity that's not presenting itself. 15 minutes at a time. That's like Doug Karsh. Like, that's how he he watches stuff. Oh, he does? Yeah. yeah. Microdoses it. Just five-minute increments. <laughs> well, it's... We're not talking about, you know, hallucinogenics here, but um, I... People I, say the show's pretty good, though. Uh, the show's great. I I'm, I'm, I love it so far. Um, the characters are, are, are terrific. Um, it's been a lot of fun, and I, I, I kind of have a... One of the genres of either shows or movies that I like are mob films. So like Goodfellas, so, you've seen Goodfellas? Oh, yeah, I've seen Goodfellas, Godfather. Godfather. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen, see, I've, I've seen both movies, but I haven't, and I'm kind of ashamed, haven't seen The Sopranos. Yeah. I'm Italian, and I do a podcast with a guy who's very Italian. I don't think he knows that I haven't seen Sopranos. Sopranos? Because I know I should. I know I should have seen it. My parents loved it. It was a hit show. I mean, it ran, what, 99 to 07, something like that? Yeah. Hugely popular. And I have Max. I need to get around to it, and I haven't gotten around to it. But you yeah. are binging Sopranos. I am. Or whatever am. you're calling yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but my question for you is, like, why would you not? I don't because know. Because you have all the time reason. in the world. I don't I mean, have a good... You got to feed your cat go. or clean the you litter box. You could binge this. Yeah. You could literally binge What are it. you doing with the rest of your... Done at 10. What are you doing with the rest of your day? I could binge <laughs> it. I could. I could probably put a good dent in it, too, especially as... Sure. If not now, summertime especially. Oh, but I mean, you by tomorrow, you'd probably already have me beat. Yeah, probably. I mean, I could yeah. carve out a couple hours here, a couple hours there. It'd be no problem. Mm-hmm. Boy, thanks, John. <laughs> In your life. <laughs> Today has been a great day for the No Kids Camp as we hear about daycare, and you don't even have an hour to yourself, John, to watch a show. Yeah. I, I'm pretty, pretty content with the life choices. Yeah, if I had an hour to myself, point. I'd probably spend it in the bathroom. Just, I'm sorry, what? A little alone time. You close that door and it's, Heather, hey, no one. That? He did. Yeah. I mean, we, hey, uh, 
you, you get a chance in the restroom and everybody's home. It's it, people are knocking on the door. Um, you have a two year old. They're opening the door, coming in. You know, if I have an hour of peace and quiet, might be in there. And that's shirt off. Oh, of course. For an hour, absolutely, it would be shirt off. As we get to know you more, yes. You, I mean, do you ever? I, I do keep my shirt on when I use the. One hundred percent of the time, yeah, you've never John, experienced the shirt off. Not you even. Should, not I'm even telling once. you. Not even. Once. If 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 it's going to be, if you're going to be spending some time in there, you're going to hunker if down. You know that you're going to go in there, and it's a it's a brace yourself moment. Can we not refer to it as a brace yourself <laughs> moment? I'm telling you. Take the shirt off. Not one time. And enjoy it. Not one time. Speaking of getting to know me, I did not watch The Sopranos last night, but with really no yep. local sports. I watched, have you seen this, The Floor? I have not, but you were. You guys were talking about it earlier. It sounds somewhat interesting. I turned it on because you mentioned it the other day, so I was like, what is this? So it's on Fox. It's like a game show, and yeah. the premise is, I think it's 100 people to start in a grid. Everybody gets their square, their space, and you have a category that you are an expert in, allegedly. Some of them are very specific, you know, college mascots or 80 sitcoms. Some people have fruit, vegetable. I don't know how you're an expert in that, but the way the game works is they randomly pick one person to start and you have to challenge someone in a square next to you in their own category. Okay. And if you win, you take their space and now you have two squares and you can keep playing or you can pass, but every category only gets played once. So if you take over, you take their category. Or you retain your own if you attack. But it's the whole deal is yeah. you got your category that you own and you have to take over the space. Last night was the finale, and I won't spoil it, but this guy, he had the choice to play his category or or pass, and the decision he made, you could tell immediately, he has got zero chance in this category. I don't know what he was thinking. So that's been something I've been watching. The floor. So I'm guessing he loses. Yes. <laughs> But you don't know who I mean, it is. I don't know who it is. Yeah. You know, I don't know no, a lot of no in the finale. I liked it. It was. Oh, I liked the concept yeah. of it. I wish it was more trivia questions. And not just like it name reminds the me thing of like an screen. old. There was yeah. an old trending app once. It was like logos or something. Remember? I don't oh. know that people were playing years ago, and it kind of reminds me of that. It's okay. It's an okay show. Yeah, the way the challenges work, they show like pictures of things, and you have oh. to name what it is. You got a forty-five second clock. As soon as you get it right, clock stops, goes to the other person. Their forty-five second starts. So, and when you take over their part of the floor, do you absorb their topic? So, so if, if if you challenge them in their topic, the topic disappears and you keep your own. Okay, but right, if, so your your topic expands at that point. Yes, yes. All right, so you don't have to be an expert if if you, well, you win, have to, yeah. if you win the fruit floor. You don't have to do fruit again. You don't yes. have to maintain your expert status no in oranges questions. and bananas. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know how you... What would your expert category be, John? <sighs> I don't know. Bacon? Ba- bacon's not a... No. Like Michigan football? You wouldn't... Do, like, well, we could, they show like a bacon, fam- bacon famous Bacon can Michigan. be a topic. Bacon could be a, a, an expansive topic. Just pork. like tater tots. Like types of pork. Tater tots okay. could be a, a topic. We covered that yesterday. Sure. Yeah. Condiments. You could do condiments. Condiments and show, could like, be a know, topic. Like barbecue yeah. sauce. And yeah. Candy would probably be mine. Yeah. Candy, geography. Yes. There you go. Michigan yeah, geography. I, I love yes. candy. Candy could be a topic. Candy would be mine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine would be something either. I like the college mascot one. That one seems so easy. Another guy had athletes. Seems mm-hmm. super easy. I, I got it's every very single broad, one of though. them. Yeah. So just a, you, you put up a picture of an athlete. Yeah. 
Does that have to be a real athlete, or could you put up like, like well, you have to, a real you have to name the school he played at? Like, here's a picture of oh, this I guy. Could, I could do what that. school did he play at? Or like, they don't. It's not always it's exactly not always what you think. Another one that I, I weirdly can do, with maybe few exception, there's like 130 FBS football teams. Yeah, the city that they're located in. I feel like I could get about 90% pretty easy. And oh. that would be one I don't think anybody would beat me at. So anyway, that's what I was watching. What are okay. you guys watching without, without uh, you know, as much on TV sports-wise? Heather, well, what were you watching? of course, Love is Blind is what I've been... I guess I'm not binging it because they don't allow you to binge these days. Yeah, They only release so many episodes at a time. But when I was binging back during the pandemic before kids arrived, yeah. I binged shows you wouldn't be interested in. Um, <laughs> um, Gilmore Girls. Was the longest uh, show to binge because yeah. there's like 20 episodes and 20 seasons. I also did Shameless and uh, Friday Night Lights. I never watched when it was on, so I binged that too. Yeah, Coach I, Eric I'm, Taylor, he got those guys ready to yeah. go. Is, is it Friday Night? Is it uh, Booby Nights? Booby Miles? Booby Miles? No, the, the movie. <laughs> the movie has Booby Miles. Bo- Boogie, Boogie Nights, Nights meets Booby <laughs> Booby Miles. No, the movie Friday Night Lights has Booby Miles. The show, it's the same. <laughs> that was a character in Boogie Nights would be Booby Nights. <laughs> I love that he's just he's just cracking. He has himself made himself up. laugh. I love it. He can do this to himself. He, he's going to be laughing the rest <laughs> yes. of the show. Welcome to the rest of my day. My kids would be sitting there going, "Dad, what are you laughing at?" I'm like, "It, it only has to be funny to me." Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. All right, a little bit of fun coming up next. Expansion. Which one would you tolerate more, eighty or fourteen? It's ninety seven one. Get to the final results of our poll question today. Which Detroit team most needs to make a big move? Congrats to Kevin and Howell. He won the Bill Burr tickets, courtesy of Live Nation. Bill Burr, Little Caesars Arena, March 10th. He heard John Jansen say he's been able to fill that hole Mm -hmm. and called in tickets on sale, Ticketmaster.com and LiveNation.com. The big move index, 41% of you said the Lions are the team that most needs to make a big move. Makes sense. They're the closest to a championship. A little surprised with the rest of this. 27% said the Tigers. Winnable division. Want to see a move. You think maybe J.D. Martinez is still out there. The Red Wings got 20%. I would think okay. they're in the playoffs right now. Yeah, They can make noise in the playoffs as currently built. Maybe a chance to compete for more if they make a move, but only 20% of the vote. And then I think we were trolled. The Pistons got 12%. Who is voting in this saying the team in Detroit that needs to make the biggest move is the team in last place that's not close to anything? Well, I'll probably... Um, Shake it up, I guess. Trade Cater Ivy, pick one. I, I, what do they mean when like well, who votes sure. Pistons? Well, who votes Pistons? Probably I don't know. Maybe Cade Cunningham. He's listening. <laughs> he's pushing that out. Troy there. Weaver. Maybe maybe he's the one that says, "Hey, I want him." You know, Mr. Gores. Let's go. Let's do something. Where's that change we were promised? Yeah. I'm surprised. Twelve percent. They do so much in the community. I don't think they need to do much more. <laughs> Costa and Jansen on Twitter. If uh, you want to vote, actually, results are in, so never mind. You can't vote. But in future polls yeah. and follow us, Costa and Jansen. We had the two grand slam earlier today and gave out 50 bucks. Guy did his best. The one that I'm still upset about. He said the college that I went to was Western Michigan. And I wouldn't have been mad if he got it wrong with any other school. If he had said, I don't know, Michigan or Michigan State. He would have said, maybe Wayne State. 
Eastern. He went to your biggest rival. I don't care that he didn't know what college I went to. I care that he said Western Michigan. I wish we could have deducted all $50 of his winnings, but I'm not allowed to make that call. (laughs) Your next chance to win next Tuesday at 725. John, I teased this. I want to get your quick response to it. Both scenarios nauseate me. Expansion in both college basketball and college football. You've got dueling stories up on ESPN.com today. One, optimism about a 14-team playoff in college football. We haven't even had a 12 yet. No, they're going to vote on this within the next couple of weeks. Ridiculous. And, And we don't even know what 12 looks like. We don't even know. We spent a decade at four. And then the other one, Joe Lenardi making the case, he's the bracket guy, for more brackets. 80 teams is what he wrote about on ESPN.com today. My question, which one can you stomach? I don't like either of them. 80 or 14, which one, if you had to have one, would you rather deal with? Well, the, the one that I'd rather deal with is the 14-team college football playoff because I want to – no one is opting out of postseason play in basketball. If – if at the worst you expand the college football playoffs and it gets more of the top end players playing in these bowl games that are, are college football playoff games, then I then I think that's that's a positive. It does it cheapen the regular season? Yes. Does it cheapen being a you know conference champ? Especially if they go to three automatic bids for the SEC three for the Big Ten, two in the ACC, two in the Big 12, and then three at large. Like, that to me, having automatic bids is completely ridiculous. If, if there are going to, there would be years where you would have six SEC teams, and there may still be, or six Big Ten teams, 12 of, uh, you know, of the two, and then two at large. Like, I don't put a number on it that says you have to take the number three Big Ten team. The number three Big Ten team may suck. You got to respect conference champs. But beyond that, I don't think you need to guarantee yeah. second place, third place, fourth place. Plus, if you start locking those in, it takes away the incentive to schedule big non-conference games because you you want to have those non-con games. They're better for TV, better for fans, better for the product. And you want teams to be incentivized to schedule them because if they win, it helps them in the at-large formula. But if one through three are already getting in, it decentivizes the idea that you'd play the big games. It also waters down the regular season more in general to go to 14. The regular season is already watered down in college basketball. Yeah. So I would much prefer just go to 80, put 100 in, just stop messing with the college football playoff. Let's see 12 first. Cause I kind of think 12 might've been the sweet spot. Well, I think Hold 12 and do whatever you want with the tournament in college basketball. Six or eight would have been the sweet spot, but they jump, they leapfrog that one and they're never going to go back. They're well, never going to reduce the number of teams. And I would instead of voting on it, like what what's the rush to vote? Is it simply because ESPN is in the mix and they want to be able to sell their inventory? They could sell it in another year. Let's see what twelve looks like. I I don't think I don't know that there's gonna be a lot of people that like it. We're gonna talk about it. Sure. We're gonna be excited about it because it is more football. That's fine, more good football. But I I would like to see it. Before we go from 12 to 14, now, is there going to be much difference in the 12 format versus the 14 format? Probably not. You're I think you're talking gonna, about two teams. But you're going to put in more three-loss teams, right? That's going to be yeah. what Because who are we you, adding? You might get a four-loss team. Right. Do I need a format 
where you play 12 regular season games and you can go eight and four and get in. I don't. I don't need that formula. I understand prioritizing a postseason. College football has sorely lacked a true postseason. But if you can lose three or even four games, you have college basketballed your sport. Where in college basketball, like, you got a million ways to get in. I mean, you got your tournament at the end of the year. You can lose eight, 10, 12 games and be fine and get in. It waters it down. It makes it a tougher product to get invested in throughout. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.